I worked for the company for 10 years and I used to run a used car lot for them at 7th and Burrard and wound up being the general manager of the company and then they fired me. I went to General Motors and applied for a GM franchise and General Motors loaned me the money to get started. I got a loan of $40,000. But the person that deserves the credit for me being here today, what I'm doing is this fellow's name was Harold Nelson and he was as persistent as the manager of the Royal Bank in Vancouver to try to help me get started. I'm Peter McCulley. That's Jim Pattison, Order of Canada, Order of BC, businessman and philanthropist. We'll talk about how it all began and today's economic realities when Today in BC continues. From hidden local hotspots to outrageous wildlife rescues and trend-setting hotels, westcoasttraveler.com shares the latest travel news from your local community and beyond. Travel the spectacular west coast of the U.S. and Canada without leaving your armchair and start taking notes for your next adventure. Make your next vacation or staycation the best it can be. Visit westcoasttraveler.com. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Today in BC, Jim. Thank you for having me. The Patterson Group has grown over the years to include now 30 different operating divisions, employing over 51,000 people. It all had to start somewhere. Basically, before high school, I used to sell garden seats door to door in the springtime. And so then I got into selling magazine subscriptions for the Saturday Evening Post and the Ladies' Home Journal. Then after that, I got a job working for the Vancouver province after school on the late edition called the Blue Streak Edition. You also worked at the historic Georgia Hotel when you were a youngster, I guess the place back in the day, and had some very famous guests, including Queen Elizabeth. What was your job there? I was a page boy. And I went down after school, and my time was from 4.30 to 8.30, Monday to Friday. I did not work Sundays, but I worked all day Saturday, and I had dinner down in the furnace room of the Georgia Hotel. So you wouldn't run into too many celebrities in the furnace room, but a page, you're delivering messages? I had a silver tray, and I called for Mr. Jones call for Mr. Jones, and I would go to the lobby and then to the mezzanine floor looking for Mr. Jones. So did you run into very many well-known people, celebrities? The only person that was a celebrity for me was a fellow named Harvey Dubs, and he was a boxer, and he stayed at the hotel, and he made his living boxing, but I don't know whatever happened to him, but he certainly was very nice to me, and I never forgot it. I was a kid, just a page boy, but he went out of his way to be nice to me, and he was, in my world at that time, the best, most important person I'd ever met. You moved to Vancouver when you were just six years old, but you were back and forth to Saskatchewan as a teenager, as a youth, and you met your future wife, Mary. You've been married for more than 70 years. What do you attribute a successful marriage to? I know a lot of people will ask Jim, What's the secret? 
the secret's getting a good wife <laughs> that will put up with somebody like me. We got married in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and I was 22, I think. And she's around 92 now. So you've had a long and happy marriage. I couldn't have had a better wife. I came across a story about you persuading the bank to lend you $40,000 when you were building your business, purchasing and opening car dealerships so you could open a Pontiac dealership. And for folks who were wondering back in the day, that $40,000 today is pretty much $400,000. So is it safe to say your calling in business was sales? What got me to where I was at those days was selling cars, selling used cars. And, and then I got a job being a used car manager for Bone McLean. I worked for them for 10 years and I became a used car manager, then a new car manager, then a general sales manager. And I finally wound up being general manager of the company. That was Bomac. You did a pretty good job of convincing the bank, though, at a young age to lend you a pile of money. They loaned me $40,000. The person I can thank is the bank manager at Camby and Broadway. His name was Harold Nelson. And he tried two times to get my credit through and couldn't do it. And he finally got an appointment for me with the head man for British Columbia and set up a meeting. I needed $40,000. The credit department of the Royal Bank in Vancouver would not give it to me, give it the okay to the manager at Camby and Broadway. And he arranged to get me an appointment with the top man for British Columbia. That appointment turned out to be successful, and I got a loan of $40,000. But the person that deserves the credit for me being here today, what I'm doing is this fellow's name was Harold Nelson, and he was a persistent as the manager to try to help me get started. Did you hire him later? No, he got transferred to Texas with the Royal Bank. So as your auto business took off and grew across Western Canada, you began to branch out into different businesses. I was reading the Red Robinson biography recently, and he mentioned that you hired him to be involved with CJOR when you purchased the radio station. Red was a pretty major media personality in those days. He was. You're quite right. And where I got to know him was we went to school together, Brock School at 32nd and Main. Was sports important to you growing up, Jim? The reason I asked that some folks may not be aware because it's been a while you did own a WHA franchise in Vancouver, the Blazers, for a couple of years. And their attendance for the first season was first overall out of the 14-team league. No, it was very good. And we also owned the Calgary Cowboys in that same league. Oh, you own two teams. We own two teams. We own the Vancouver Blazers and the Calgary Cowboys. I didn't realize that. You had tried to assign Phil Esposito to play in Vancouver a few years before the 76 Canada Cup Series. You're absolutely right. If you had landed him and then the notoriety he got after the Canada Cup Series. No, he was a good fellow. Why do you think the WHA failed? I think it failed because the team really didn't have financial sound owners. They couldn't last... The NHL was the league, 
And this was a junior league. When I say junior, it was a secondary league and it didn't have the prestige. They didn't get the attendance. And of course, to get the, the players, you had to have a lot of money. And other than the folks in Toronto, they had money behind them, but the rest of us didn't have much money. Fast forward a little bit, Patterson Group owns a number of grocery stores. There's Save-On Foods, there's Quality Foods, Choices, Overweighty. How did you become involved in the grocery business to start? Oh, I had a phone call. I was working in the dealership at 18th and Main, and I got a call one day from a, just a phone call from this person and said, Jimmy, you should buy Overweighty Foods. And I said, thank you. And I looked into it and we bought it. <laughs> that simple. That simple. The company at that time, their market share was 2%. 2% of British Columbia? Yes. And how much is it now? It's in the 20s. They've gone to Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. And recently, they've just bought a chain in Oregon. The world's best-selling book, our listeners will be interested to know, is the Guinness World Book of Records, which you own along with the Ripley's Believe It or Not franchise. So I'm interested to know how that came to you and whether or not you yourself are listed in the World Book of Records. First of all, how it happened is I was in my office on a Saturday and I got a call from somebody from New York and said, Jimmy, you should buy Guinness World Records. I think that they got a problem, and you should look into it. So I did. I sent my former boss at General Motors, Bill Sleeman, over to London. And the bottom line is that we wound up buying Guinness World Records. Are you yourself listed in the book? I've never looked. I doubt it. <laughs> Jim, you're well known for your philanthropy over the years. I was reading some articles and started adding in my head. Since 2013, just from what I've read, you've donated more than $135 million for healthcare facilities. Why did you choose to donate to hospitals and other various healthcare projects? Because of my secretary, Maureen Chen. She came to me one day, we've always given money away, and she said, Jimmy, we are giving money away I think that when you give the money away to hospitals and so on, I think that when they're quite willing and asked to announce the donation, that we should accept it rather than give money away anonymously. People will think we don't support the community. And so that's how it got started. We then selected health care as one of the things that we wanted to support the communities in. And the first one of significance we gave was the General Hospital on 12th Avenue. Recently, you gave money for Children's Hospital in Saskatchewan. Yes, we did. And the one that we're working with now is St. Paul's in Vancouver. When Today in BC continues, Jim Pattison talks about supply chain issues and whether or not a recession lies ahead. 
Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Today in BC is a Black Press Media podcast. I'm Peter McCulley. Jim, we've just come through a little more than two years of doing business during a pandemic, which for a lot of folks has likely been the hardest they've ever worked to keep their businesses going. Perhaps you could tell us how overall the supply chain issues affected your various businesses when COVID struck. For instance, the lack of computer chips for car dealerships and grocery store supplies, that type of thing? It's affected almost everything. The whole distribution system and supply for manufacturing all over the country has some degree of trouble and it is a very big issue. We're gaining ground as far as supply is concerned. But it is the number one issue today is the supply to factories and then the factories to the retailers. Some industries are better than others, but the whole industry today, at least the things we're involved in, the trouble is supply. Everything is gaining ground, but overall, we still are not back to normal in most businesses that we're in. Must have been very challenging for employees of your various grocery stores when the pandemic first struck. We heard Lots of stories about folks stocking up on everything they could buy. Must have been tough for management and staff to keep up. They're as only good as the supplies they get from the suppliers, whether it's the meat or the bread or the cereals. It all comes from, in most cases, comes from Eastern Canada when you're bringing it to Vancouver. If you go to the lunchroom of just about any business these days, the water cooler topic of conversation is the price of gas and Patterson group not only sells cars and trucks but you ship an enormous amount of product to customers across the country so i'm wondering how the price of fuel has impacted your businesses and how you deal with that if you're moving anything whether it's food or cars other than the trains a lot of it moves by wheels and it's a huge issue we have to pay the fuel but you you got to pass the cost through to the end customer. Do you have an opinion on the solution for the production and transportation of gas and diesel fuel in Canada so that folks will be able to afford it? We've seen a tremendous jump in the price in the last six months. You're absolutely right. And there's a lot of people a lot smarter than I am trying to improve the distribution of the products you're talking about. We recently had a podcast about electric vehicles just a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact, and chatted with, among others, Dr. David Suzuki, who drove an EV from Vancouver to Toronto. Are you seeing an upsurge in interest at your dealerships for electric and hybrid vehicles? Absolutely. It's coming, and the demand is there, and it's the future. If you Google the word recession, you'll find no shortage of articles lately stating that we're probably heading into a recession in the next 12 months from the folks who have written all these articles. Do you think that's the case? What's your opinion? 
I don't know about the future. You can take one step at a time, one day at a time, but there's a lot of smart people working hard trying to overcome the adversity of the transition back to normal. In my opinion, it's going to be quite a while before there's a new normal. Shouldn't that thwart the problem with having an impending recession if everybody's working on it? It depends on the industries you're in. And certainly some industries are in much worse shape to, to execute going back to normal than others. But I can tell you it's the number one issue in the business community today is manufacturing and distribution on time and getting back to a new normal. The real estate market appears to be cooling a little bit after more than three or four years of being red hot in BC. What's your take on what's been happening? There's a lot of people that are moving here or want to move here, and the demand for housing, apartments, and all the things that you know about is in high demand and will continue to be, particularly when the cost and the number of buildings of houses and apartments is coming back to some type of normal. So you think in the lower mainland that the demand will be there for some time to come? Absolutely. I think for a long time to come. Jim, what advice would you have for anybody starting out in business these days? Somebody with an idea and a passion? It depends. If you need capital or you don't need capital. If you're going to go into a business and it needs money for real estate or whatever it is, or trucks, you got to have money. And the issues, where do you get the money to get started? In our case, we started small and over a period of time, we've continued to grow. But that was 60 years ago we started. And we started in one three-pump gas station and a two-car showroom and 60 years later, we're still at it, trying to grow the business and get a return on our capital and do the things that you do in a business, that, particularly when there's change all the time. What do you do to kick back and relax these days, Jim? Are you still playing musical instruments? Not much, very little, but mostly I spend any time I got these days is usually at the office or traveling. And so you're back on the road traveling? We are. Uh, I've been back and forth to the States. We have operations in Europe, so I've been over there. But we're getting more and more back into traveling, more and more than we have been. But if you live in Vancouver, in our case, we have business in Sweden, we have business in the UK, and we have business in the States, Canada, and we have business in Asia. So we travel quite a bit normally. I'm sure this is a question you get asked a lot, Jim. Do you ever think about retiring? I have never thought about it. Not once. <laughs> if you like what you do, why would you quit? I'd like to thank Jim Pattison for being with us on this edition of Today in BC. If you have suggestions or comments, send us a voice message to podcast at blackpress.ca. You may be part of our podcast mailbag segment. You'll find Today in BC podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, iHeart, and Google Podcasts.